0: Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it.
1: What the heck is going on here? DDT, what's going on? One, two, three, uh DDT! That was a pretty hard shot.
2: A cupcake. I'm gonna sleep with some senior citizen. I'm gonna get ready. One, two, three, ah! Uh. Uh, what's up? Nothing. I, uh, just turned on some, uh, football, Eric. Oh, you watching the Bears game? No, we don't have the Bears game out here. Oh, yeah. Hold on, you're you're a little low. Oh. Take me out the case. No, yeah, the case. No, the case is good. Uh, are you doing everything you normally do? Yeah. I don't know. It's low. Let me hold on. Let me try something else. Get you a little closer. All right, talk now.
1: Carolina Panthers and the Las Vegas Raiders, Eric. Not the Oakland Raiders,
2: but the Las Vegas Raiders. There we go. Yes, Las Vegas. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> you remember that song? No. What is it's that? It's like the uh, um. It's in Beetlejuice. Sub Carolina, rock your body in time. Okay, I believe you.
1: Oh you're talking about, but Beetlejuice, I was more of a cartoon TV show kid than the actual movie itself. Oh. You remember the cartoon? Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I like the... I don't know what the fuck that song's about, though, do you? No. I just remember, like, that one... Like, it doesn't have, like, a reggae vibe to it, or am I thinking of something else? Oh, yeah. It's got a reggae vibe. Okay, yeah, yeah. Turning you up a little bit here. All right, I don't know why we're having issues here. Now I gotta sit back. I gotta hang back.
1: Lean back in that chair, Oh, there.
2: <clears throat> yeah, that should be all right. Yeah, I don't know what that song's about. It's probably about devil worship. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I watched. I watched a little bit of the Bears game. Like five seconds. It was a. It was a classic Bears Lion. It was a Bears Lions classic. Um. Nothing but field goals with a six-three <laughs> score. I mean, it's the same game we've watched for for forty years.
1: Yep, it'll come down to an eighteen-eighteen last-second field goal.
2: Yep, it's the same. It's the same fucking game. Uh, are they playing? <laughs> tra- they're playing Trubisky, right?
1: That—that's what I've been told. I, right. Eric, I need to stop right there. Are—are are you ready
2: for football? <laughs> I'm ready for, I guess so. I don't know. I watched, uh, I haven't really watched anything yet, so I don't know.
1: I am not. Like, the, this, watching this uh, Vegas versus Carolina matchup, I I got the, uh, the vibe from uh, XFL2 right now going on, or uh, to an even shittier extent, what was that one football league that lasted two weeks?
2: Uh, like AFL or something.
1: Yeah, AFL or whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah, it does not feel like NFL, and it's. I I watched (laughs) Thursday's game, fell asleep during it.
2: Yeah, it's it's like what's the crowd? Is are they doing like the limited crowd? Like there is a crowd, but it's just very limited.
1: Um, I know that's what they did on Thursday's game in Kansas City. Uh, apparently, they had 17,000 or so. That's just the numbers I've heard on the radio. And in a football stadium, you know, that's not that much, I guess. Yeah. Still a lot of pe- 17,000 people in a pandemic coming into a stadium. Seems like a lot, but. Yeah. What, what are you going to do?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not
1: everyone can uh, just get a Thunderdome like
2: Vince McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the game you're watching now? Is it the same thing, just some shitty ass crowd? Uh they
1: just went to halftime and I was not paying t- I was not looking for the crowd. I just popped it on right before you called. Okay. But I I would assume either no crowd or very little crowd.
2: Well, more importantly, the uh inaugural uh opening day of the M- MMFL uh classic rivalry, opening day rivalry between you, the Cinnamon Timberlands, and me, the Cafeteria Kings, is once again underway.
1: Yes, the Boom DDT Bowl slash the Commissioners Bowl slash Champions Bowl. Yep, the Champions Bowl has commenced. Week one of the MMFL season. I haven't. For looked- anyone who's new, MMFL is our uh, fantasy football league. Eric is the commissioner of it. Mountain Midwest Football League, and I, I am the assistant commissioner slash Colorado commissioner.
2: I pres- we run this shit. It's a prestigious title.
1: It is a very prestigious title.
2: Uh, and But I don't think anybody wants to hear anything less than about our fantasy football league.
1: That's true. <laughs> I just want to give that update. That's the one update of the season. You might have one more in November.
2: Yeah, when it comes down to the why-ah.
1: Just know that the Boob DDT pool is underway, and there are very few members in attendance. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's very, 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 very limited, uh, special it's, it's like
1: no, no one even knew it's happening. Yeah,
2: it's very, it's very, uh, you know, it's a niche thing. Exclusive? Exclusive, that's what I'm looking for. It's a yeah, VIP exclusive. event uh yeah so i uh what did i do i mowed today jeff big mow big mow job I, I see you
1: got your mowing orange shirt on you yeah gotta be visible when you mow.
2: oh you got to be visible man especially when you're mowing on the side of route 40
1: yeah yeah i would
2: say so yeah. Wait,
1: wear that where those vibrant colors Eric. eric has got a nice vibrant orange so any yeah. motorist can see him
2: i got what they call high viz on jeff
1: that, that's a, yeah that's probably the proper nomenclature hi viz.
2: I was making fun of uh, um, who was it Oh Peter Rosenberg I think was talking about a did you see the fall from a uh, did you see the botch uh, Matt Hardy spot from the AEW um, pay-per-view on the internet or anything by chance? Matt
1: Hardy's in AEW. Yeah. Ah, delete, delete that whole program.
2: (laughs) Delete. God, Uh, they're
1: just grab the grabbing. they're pulling the WCW desperation vibe already.
2: Oh yeah, you got to. Yeah, they don't want you. You want to be? We're we're new, man. We're different than WWE. We're gonna get all their guys. Yeah. And become them bunch of chumps but uh not, not Matt Hardy but AEW he did this spot and it looked ridiculous it was a uh, um it was like a kind of like a rock bottom off of a scissor lift through a table but they missed the table and Matt Hardy oh, looked no. yeah Matt Hardy looked like he fucking died I was like oh no and then he like the ref comes over to like see if he could continue And like, I don't know what they, I guess they decided they were going to do one more spot, but they just did one more thing and then the match ended. Like, and it was very obvious that, you know, like an injury took place. But, But anyway, these, these fucking city slickers, these city boys, Peter Rosenberg and whoever was on his show, they kept calling it, they kept calling it scaffolding. They kind of, they, uh, fell off some sort of scaffolding. Like a oh, yeah, sca- scaffolding? Scaffolding. That's uh, gotta
1: be one of the... white. Like, you sound and feel white whenever you say that word.
2: Well, they just pronounced it weird. I mean, that's how you pronounce yeah. it, but they they really, you know, enunciated it very well. Yeah. And, uh, so I take to the internet, and I'm like, man, I gotta see this shit. Like, how high was this scaffolding? Like, what are we talking here? So I get on the internet, and I look up the spot, and it's a scissor lift, and it's not that high at all. I mean... Not that, that that had anything to do with it. I just think it's it's hilarious when these city boys fuck something up like that. Yeah, like when like on the Levitard show and nobody knows how to change a tire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, things like that. Like yeah, I, I'm a city slicker,
2: Eric. Guilty. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm from Peoria, Illinois. And best believe I know how to change a tire. Oh yeah, you just learn that stuff growing up in the Midwest, but it's hilarious how some people which I and it's just fun. It's just fun to make fun of. I understand it. Yeah. But uh it's, yeah. It's like
1: it's it's like cooking. I'm I'm terrible at cooking, which is why we have our cooking expert on the show from time to time. Yes. And there's no reason I should be terrible at cooking. It's all mental. Like that's the same thing with like changing a tire. Like any moron can change a tire. You lift the car up in the right spot. Where do you think the right spot's going to be? Next to the tire.
2: On the frame somewhere. Somewhere sturdy. Yeah. Look for somewhere sturdy.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then you just unscrew the tire. Like.
2: Yeah, the mental thing it's about. Really going to be any
1: more simple.
2: The mental thing about getting over, like, just tearing into it and saying, ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah. If I fuck it up, I fuck it up.
1: Yeah. And I, I, fu- I fucked it up before. When I was 15, I uh, raised the jack on, not not on the bad part of the frame, but on the frame itself, so it was bending plastic when it lifted, and it was an uh, unsturdy jack, and then my, my uh, Roxanne, my old sedan, my Corolla, fell on the axle when the tire was off.
2: Oh, it just dropped out, and the jack failed, and wherever you yes. put it, it wasn't right, <laughs> and it, it was yeah. three in
1: the it was like one in the morning I was trying to go on a loop.
2: <laughs> so how'd you stupid, get I
1: stupid teenage Jeffrey. I
2: can't I can't wait to hear how'd you how'd you get the uh the car off the ground then.
1: Uh just same same thing. Just got the uh jack underneath it, raised it up, didn't raise it quite as high. First time I really raised that son of a bitch. I'm like, I don't wanna be I don't want to get down in there and then realize, oh shit, you need to come more inches because the tire's not going to clear the uh, ground or the pavement
2: yeah, that's <laughs> I was surprised you were able to get the jack under there when it fell all the way to the ground.
1: I know I know it's a very slim mark. I had to move the jack a little bit towards the front of the car because this is the back left wheel I was changing. yeah, so I just moved uh, so it'd be angled downwards from the front to the back. So I just moved the jack up a little bit and then raised it, and made sure it's on a sturdy, a sturdy undercarriage. I, I don't know how we get down this tangent,
2: Eric. It's all about um, tires. I don't know. I just fucked up. Uh, I I bought a lawnmower that I thought wasn't working. Like I thought it had a transmission issue. Like it wasn't getting into the gears. Yeah. So I took it apart and uh, and like dismantled the entire mower and got to the transmission then dropped like took off both the tires and dropped the transmission the transaxle out and like unbolted everything and then broke the transmission in half like there's like a seal down the middle and you have to crack the seal and break it in half to see what's going on in there and uh everything looked fine and then we discovered that nothing was wrong with it at all I just didn't know how to use the mower right <laughs> so it was it was <laughs> and now like once you break that there's a ga- there's a sealed gasket there and once you break that seal you have to reseal it or the uh, gear lube will leak and I didn't know that so I just put everything back together and put the mower back together and everything and now it leaks so now I gotta take it all apart again and reseal that gasket oh god so, but
1: <laughs> we, we, we found the issue Mr. Tomlin you just don't know how to ride
2: your mower <laughs> you just don't know how to fucking use it Oh, so that was great. And then the and then the, the blades wouldn't move, but I figured that one out. It was a broken belt. So now I'm waiting on a belt. But anyway, I just thought it was hilarious that I took apart the entire mower and nothing was wrong with it. Yeah. So Classic. That'll happen.
1: Like, you were over-motivated. You're like, I'm going to fix the fuck out of this thing. Yeah. No, no need. No need. We get... Mower's got it from here. But now that
2: Saturdays. I but now that I did it, like I know how that mower works for real for real now. Well, that's I
1: mean So you know that's a future reference, like where all the Johnson rods are.
2: I know where every Johnson rod is. <laughs> and like now like like when we got this new issue, like boom, figured it out in like two hours, like I know how everything works. So it was almost worth it.
1: of it that way. Yeah. Is it wasn't uh, you trying to fix it; it's just you getting to know your lawnmower.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So, uh, professional wrestling.
1: We yeah, we are in that uh, that time of the cycle, Eric. Where uh, I mean, we could we could talk about basically every storyline because none of them are really popping that hard. We're just getting into some stories. We're about three weeks out from the pay per view. Yeah, stories are brewing.
2: I uh, I couldn't watch uh, couldn't watch uh, SmackDown this week because of the mowing. I had to mow this morning. We're having a get together tonight, and the yard is two acres now. So are it, you
1: having a to get together at your place?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you have to have the lawn looking pretty for that. You got to have it crisp. Uh, Does Jim mow his yard?
1: No, I don't think so. I
2: was I was wondering because that shit looked crisp. I drove faster yesterday.
1: Yeah, uh, they, they they've probably got a guy that's mowing his yard for a while now.
2: That's life, man. I wouldn't if once I retire, I'm not mowing.
1: Uh-huh. Eric, I don't have huge aspirations to mow. 30 to 40 more times in my lifetime
2: oh <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah
1: i've now hit my 30s and i haven't mowed in about five years six years mm-hmm. since i've been living in Peoria. i haven't mowed <laughs> and, yeah yeah why why go back i don't know i mean yeah. sure you could buy a house and have a family and take care of the lawn, or you can just live in an apartment for the rest of your life.
2: <laughs> hey man, if you're in a big city, I can see that being awesome. You don't have to do anything. You never have to worry. But then again, you you got hotel air conditioners that don't fucking work, and you live in that... Yeah, that's true. But Eric, my air
1: conditioner got replaced during the snowstorm this week. Did it? Oh yeah. I got, I got a hotel style AC that... Has the actual, uh, cooling power of a hotel.
2: Let me see it. Okay.
1: Looks very similar to the other one, but she works a lot better.
2: Hell yeah. Oh yeah.
1: It was the maintenance guy's, uh, apparently the maintenance guy had two. So he texted me, he's like, I was told to, uh, put mine in your unit. I'm like, oh, okay, well... Do you have another one or am I screwing you over there? He's like, no, this is just one that I had in my bedroom. What? Yeah, two AC units?
2: I guess that's the perks of the maintenance man. Yeah. So what <laughs> the what the fuck happened on Raw, Jeff?
1: Which part specifically, Eric? I don't
2: know. I can't remember. I remember uh, I remember I would
1: say the, the the word of the week here is betrayal. That's what I'm seeing a lot of. I'm seeing a lot of strife.
2: Okay, all I all I remember is, uh, um, Cedric Alexander joining the Hurt business.
1: Yes, that is the one of the main betrayals. Cedric Alexander has gone from a no name ricochet type of guy with no character, just a face, to a uh, part of the Hurt business. Yeah, which I, I, I mean, it doesn't do a shit ton for his character, but he's getting a little more camera time on his face than he has ever before, so yeah. I think it's a good step for him.
2: At least it's something.
1: Yeah, and the Hurt Business as a four four man unit rather than a three man unit. You know, they, they came strolling into the VIP lounge, and they're looking like a faction.
2: Yeah, I like it. This
1: is a faction, ladies and
2: gentlemen. And they were listening, Jeff. They were listening to the podcast, because that first shot we saw of them when they harassed the janitor, they were all wearing suits in gold. Yes, yes. Just how I like it. I
1: love (laughs) it. Can you uh, replay the janitor scene for me? Because I just remember...
2: He just, like... I don't know what the fuck he said. He said, like... Oh dear! Good day, guys. Or like, I don't know. He was like mopping, and he said something to him, and MVP was like, "What'd you just say? You say something about Shelton's mama?" And he like, yeah. like he he it, it like it. I don't know what the guy said, but it, it was nothing about his mama. You know? No, no. He's like <laughs> which, high school bullies. Yeah, which was awesome. Like hell yeah! And then they just kind of shook him up. They they shook him down on the on the wall there, and then. Sheldon then, just hitting him with the knee to the gut and, like, folds him. Yep. And uh just, just like you said, just, like, bullying in the hallway. It was awesome.
1: Oh, um, man, yeah. And they, they were wearing suits, like you said. Um It's good to see that because later on they did have the black and gold. I'm in. Yep. On. Cedric Alexander has not donned a black and gold T-shirt
2: yet. He didn't? I thought they gave him one. Did they? I don't know, I thought so, but maybe, I don't know. But, I'm okay with, like, I'm easing up on the shirts, but as long as you're, like, going to wrestle. Like, if you're you're not wrestling, you better be wearing suits. Wait, so Eric, you're in? (laughs) I'm not in. (laughs) I'm I'm just, I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, you want to sell some shirts? Okay. Because that merch money's big. Yeah. So I'm like, alright, wear it to the ring when you're wrestling, but other than that, we want suits. We want Rolexes and gold chains.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we, we want the finest. Yeah. You just, saw Evolution, did it? Yeah. Do it just like them.
2: Exactly. Bad guys, they need to be dressed well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you're a bad guy and you're not dressed with self-respect, who's going to respect you?
2: Nobody. And they'll probably say that you'll probably be like one of those... uh maniacal characters like a Dean Ambrose. Like someone who's just totally unhinged, man. Fucking insane. Yeah, they're insane, dude. When they get to the ring, they fucking go to the corner, man, and they kneel down. Like, what are they doing? Yeah. Why are you kneeling, man? Are you deranged? Have you lost your fucking mind, man? you just in the corner?
1: (laughs) This This is my inner ego thoughts that have always been true for Dean Ambrose. I'm like, okay. It's it's, it's cool it just a little bit.
2: You don't like him not a not a Moxley guy?
1: I'm just not that deranged guy. Unless your name is Al Snow, Chainsaw Charlie, or Mick Foley, you're not deranged.
2: Yeah, there's only like
1: everybody's more ECW's Finest, Sandman.
2: Yeah. <laughs> everybody's tried it. Uh, only few have succeeded.
1: Yeah. You gotta be truly deranged, and not just some, some bro.
2: But maybe like, maybe like, that was never what he wanted to be, you know? Because all he does is bitch about his his time as Dean Ambrose. Okay, well, you
1: really, you really did a 180 in AEW by being John Moxley and wearing the same exact attire, didn't you?
2: <laughs> I don't know what his new character is. I think he's like a brawler.
1: Oh yeah, that's, that's so much different than an insane asylum. I don't
2: know.
1: Like, uh, that's that's the thing with wrestling nowadays. You kind of you, you have these characters that are built into the person. Like, you know, back in the day, Mick Foley could be Mankind, he could be Dude Love. I mean, Bray Wyatt's kind well, of.
2: Well, Jeff, he, he once he Jeff he once came into the Royal Rumble three separate times. Uh, first as Mankind. Or no, first is Cactus Jack, second is Mankind, and third is Dude Love. It was actually very impressive.
1: That is impressive. <laughs> that is No, that was very impressive. I, I, I'm down with that, but, like, I don't know, now, like, could Roman ever be not Roman? Could he just, like, switch and be like, hey, I'm, uh... I'm Jim Smith, and I'm your local mechanic here to fucking put a crowbar
2: in your ass. (laughs) No, but I wish that was his, like, he's too established, but that would have been a hilarious first character.
1: Yeah. Like if Roman's doing an interview 30 years down the road, he's like, I remember when I first came to WWE, Vince was all crazy about this mechanic character. He wanted me to carry around a crowbar and some greased up gloves.
2: I can see him being the sexy mechanic stripper. Like, he, <laughs> like the he, magic bike type of thing. Yeah, like he wears the greasy jumpsuit. Oh yeah, and he oh, co- yeah. he comes to the door with some horrible line, you know, some pun- <laughs> pun, some innuendo, of course.
1: Yeah, I I got I, I was called about a long hard shaft.
2: Yeah, something about lube. Somewhere lube is in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Does anybody need their oil changed? I'll lube
1: your hinges. Yeah,
2: stuff like that. So that that could work. Um, But yeah, I don't know, man. I I like Dean Ambrose was pretty cool. I liked him, but he—I think him as a person is pretty annoying. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's that's opposite for most wrestlers. Like when I watch any of these uh, uh, corporate ass. Documentaries on the network, you know, where they just give you a peek behind the scenes, but only enough that Vince wants to show you.
2: Yeah, a Vince approved peek. Uh,
1: yeah, a Vince approved peek, a VAP. <laughs> yeah. Instead of a WAP, it's a, a VAP. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> that Vince approved peek.
1: <laughs> and wait, 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 when that happens, you just like, okay, well, I, I didn't really get much from that. Yeah, yeah where, where's I going with that, Eric? Help me out. It's early for me.
2: Oh, you're, uh, we were talking about how, uh, Dean Ambrose is kind of annoying as a person. As where most wrestlers are.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just tried winging and failed miserably. It just fell in the
2: face. <laughs> you did. You really petered out.
1: <laughs> but, uh, like, when you see, like, behind characters and shit and see the real person, uh, most of the times I'm like, oh. This person's pretty cool. Like that, that they kind of had that effect with me on Alexa Bliss. Nah. You now it kind of coincided with her turn to a face as well. But like, I was like, oh, Alexa's pretty cool. She's just a classic Midwestern chick.
2: Oh, for sure. You get
1: behind the scenes and get her out of her Bliss character. She, she, she seems like a cool gal. Yeah. But with Dean Ambrose, like I heard him on the Levitard show, just spit like talking about his injuries. Like I'm. I'm a wrestler you know I, I get injuries and these are all the fucked up shit I've done <laughs> like in in a sense I'm like good tell, tell these fucking casuals that this is a real sport and not just some fucking circus that they can come and be entertained by at the same time I'm like okay bro just chill out you're, you're a wrestler you know you, you're not chewing gravel you're a wrestler
2: yeah yeah but uh, that's our Dean Ambrose segment for the day. That,
1: that is our Dean Ambrose slash <laughs> John Moxley segment. Brought to you by Chef Boyardee. Yeah, he, need, he needs to be the next person to do a Chef Boyardee commercial. Yeah, that's the role I'll accept him in. Yeah. If you I want to be Show him a Chef Boyardee all over his face.
2: I I almost uh, bought that pay per view, Jeff. The AEW one. Yeah, I was like. I was about to do it. I had a wild hair of my ass. It was a little bit later in the night. I was like, "Fuck it, I'll I'll watch this thing." Like, I I can't critique it if I don't if I don't know what's going on. Like, let's see what let's see what they're up to. Let's give them a shot. But it it I I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't because it was apparently it was extremely long, which is like whew, I don't like long. Yeah, I don't know if it's they're they're supposed to be like their big show or what. It might be. I don't know.
1: Now, uh, how much was the pay per view? What were they selling it for?
2: I don't know. I didn't even get that far.
1: Oh, okay, I was just curious if they're doing like a network style nine ninety nine, or if they're just doing traditional pay per view fifty dollars, fisting up your ass.
2: I think they're putting it right up your. I think they're going to turn your asshole into hamburger meat uh, by the time you're <laughs> done with that one. I think it's like fifty or sixty bucks. Which I don't know you're if I would. I don't know if I would have, I have know been able to pull that for AEW. No, I just wish I could see it cuz I can't. I mean, this is a wrestling podcast and I'd like to I'd like to critique it and see like what if I, it sounds annoying, I don't know if I'd like it, but some stuff sounds good. Like you listen to other people talk about it, and it's kind of a split bag, you know, some things I'm like, uh, it's like I would hate that shit and then other stuff I'm like, okay. But I guess that's kind of wrestling in general. So Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's wrestling in general, and everyone can pick their spots that they can critique. I mean, obviously, I, you you know my opinions. I'm a WWE loyalist, so anytime any other product is out there, if, if they say one negative word about the WWE or its people, I tend to get a little defensive, and I have done so with AEW and boycotted them.
2: They do they have been doing some real bitch ass moves though. I will confirm that because the, the the marks uh they were gonna have their women's I don't know if it was their women's title match or just uh their women's match. I don't know, their women's divisions in shambles apparently.
1: Uh, yeah, it's always been in shambles. I, but... I guess
2: the, the WWE's got all the good ladies in the biz.
1: Yeah, that that was apparent from day one. <laughs> but uh
2: anyway they had a uh, Britt Baker versus uh damn i can't remember she's a bigger gal and that's part of her name big something i don't know anyway they they were going to have that match on the pre-show and they like announced that it was on the pre-show and the marks got pissed and said like oh you disrespecting the women or whatever you know and then so like tony khan Decided to change it because everybody bitched, and he put it on the main card. And then after after it was said and done, everybody said that, "Oh, that should have been a pre-card show or, or a pre-card match." Like that. That that sounds like the most classic Mark type of reaction. <laughs> ever. Yeah, it just goes to like he just got straight finessed by the by his audience. Like seriously, you're gonna listen to these morons? Yeah. Like, you're in charge, dude. Like, you put it where you think it should be, and you, like, Vince McMahon would never do something like that. Not unless the Boom DDT podcast sold him too. <laughs> I mean, that is just pathetic. He listened to the marks, and then he, st- he still got shit for it.
1: I mean, well, once you give him the time allotted, you're like, okay, can't do much with five minutes. Well, too bad, you're on the main card now. Five minutes. See what you got. It's going to be the same product, boss. That's all right. We got a bunch of politically correct marks telling us that we're disrespecting the women. Which, I mean, AEW, the singles match between a white guy versus a white guy, gets old after about three matches. So I'm also for putting the women on the main card, regardless. Yeah. Because, marks, there is a thing called a sandwich match, and it plays a very functional role in a pay-per-view. So yep. underestimate the sandwich
2: yeah you gotta have time to get out of your chair make a sandwich do something
1: yeah <laughs> like people don't like being in the sandwich spot but we'd like to thank you for your service <laughs> yeah it is it is very functional for any pay view it really is
2: it really is like um, you just
1: you can't be high intense all the time you need some sort of you need a high and a low and that's your low
2: oh for sure. What, what else happened on Raw, Jeff? <coughs> we're about half.
1: We're, hurt business. Um, oh, yeah. Do you give a damn about Mickey James facing Asuka next week?
2: Uh, I'm glad Mickey James is back, but no, I don't care about this. No.
1: I'm not that glad Mickey James is back.
2: <laughs> I always liked Mickey James.
1: I mean, yeah, she's good. She needs some sort of, I mean, a lot of women do, but some sort of character uh, revitalization. Yeah. You know, some sort of life support. Why Why? Why am I watching you, Mickey? Just because you're the classic soccer mom?
2: I don't know what they could do with her character. She's like a country music singer.
1: Yeah. And she she's leading that with her, um... With her attire, but never like. You know, Lacey Evans has been a little sad. Lacey Evans could be a country music singer. She's got a little Dolly in her. The yeah. Great dolly.
2: Yeah. The, the, I mean, is she? Is Dolly Parton still alive, isn't she?
1: Yes, I'm fairly certain.
2: <laughs> I almost gave her a rest in peace. I almost killed her off, but I don't think she's dead.
1: We, we can't be killing
2: people on the Boom DDT podcast. No. No. So yeah, I don't know, they could maybe they could lean into that, but that probably would suck. I don't know what they should do with her. But it's like so Asuka's the bad guy? No.
1: Uh this is I think this is just uh your classic type of thing where I mean didn't Mickey James win a fatal four way or some shit.
2: I don't know, I've been I've been getting fucked out of this story.
0: Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering. We're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting. We're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe. Stay connected. Think big and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus.
2: The cut. I don't know. I, I keep seeing stuff about it on the internet, but I'm not seeing it.
1: Um, trying to catch up. She, I know she beat Lana last week, but... Yeah, besides, I think they're just running thin on both sides of the aisle, SmackDown and Raw, for... Uh, women for Oscar or Bailey to successfully defend their title against. Yeah. Because yeah. Lana came down bitching, Natty came down bitching on Raw, and I, I think Natalya's had a shot with Oscar before, hasn't she?
2: Like, recently?
1: Uh, with... Since the pandemic.
2: Oh. Recently. I don't know, I know recently she was involved in some, like, multi-woman match. It might be the, uh, the only thing. It might be that <laughs> fatal four way you're talking about. Wow. Uh, um
1: But yeah, I think I think they're just running low because all of a sudden next week on Raw, Mickey James is gonna be facing Asuka for the women's championship, and this doesn't seem like nothing but a blip on the radar for Asuka. Like it's not even at Clash of Champions, it's at Raw. Now maybe it'll build to something at Clash.
2: Yeah, they're gonna. No, no. It's,
1: it's it's got very little appeal to me.
2: No, and they're gonna have they're gonna be hard pressed to find something between Oscar and and Mickey James that anybody cares about. Unfortunately. Yeah. Because it's like it's just not realistic. <laughs> even though even though Mickey's the grizzled vet, you d- you don't see her beating Oscar.
1: No, hell no. Oscar's got so much more talent than Mickey. So it's no, like. offense to Mickey, you've worked hard, but. Hey, better luck next year. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we got that. So the so the women's division's kind of poo poo right now as well on the WWE side. Yes,
1: and that that's I would say. It, well, it's not poo poo, Eric. It's just we've seen all the perforations, especially on the Bailey side. But Bailey's about to enter Sasha land, so that'll be fine. Just on the on the women's side I think they need to get these these young bucks up. They need to get the tag titles off of Baszler and Naya. Or maybe maybe that maybe they're doing this for the long run, like putting the tag titles on Basler and Naya so we see how dominant they are.
2: Who who do they even have to face now? Who's left?
1: Well, this week, uh they each took on the riot squad in a one on two handicap match. Baszler lost because Nia distracted her, and then during Nia's match, uh, she was about to lose when Retribution interrupted.
2: So they had like they had like two women's tag teams, and they got rid of them and replaced them with Riot Squad. And there's still only two. Yes, <laughs> I believe so. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. There's there's plenty of women in the company. Why don't you get together some tag teams? You so, think so? It's so oh. weird. Especially like you said, up and comers, like there's a whole NXT women's roster. Yeah. There's all kinds of women that we don't ever see. Oh yeah. Very odd.
1: Also in the women's on Raw they had Peyton Royce versus Billy Kay.
2: Yeah. Did get that? I, yeah, I did. It was glad. The, the second it came on, I was like, I cannot wait to hear about how well that these two know each other. I was like, I I cannot wait until they they hit us with that little gem. And sure enough, here it came. About five minutes in, they talked about it for like ten minutes. It's like she knows everything she's going to do. Well, they were together for so long.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I agree, they were together for so long, so why we split them up? On a Monday night RAW
2: that no one cares about the for the Peyton Royce push. I mean, I, I assumed it would be her, and then sure enough, she won. I was like, "Yep." So, yep. B- Billy Kay, That's, see you later.
1: The pretty, the pretty blonde is once again getting the Vince bump. Yeah,
2: yeah, Vince is not fucking savage. just yeah, savage and, and then yeah, so it's so
1: clear, he likes his blonde women.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jr. When when Jr. was there, there was a little bit of, uh, you know, there was more. There was more. Like Lita had a nice run. Yeah. Like when I think when Jr. wasn't, I think Jr. is so instrumental to everything that was amazing about Attitude Era wrestling. Like if when
1: he was in charge of, what what was his title besides? uh,
2: uh talent relations he hired and fired
1: okay but he, he wasn't writing scripts
2: no but if you so no you can't you can't like during that era it was like Vince Russo for a period of time that wrote a lot of good stuff and there was lots of guys but i mean as far if you look at who he hired i mean it's amazing it's a it's a it's a list it's a remarkable list like he 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 put together that roster and it, it i mean it was the best roster they've ever had it really was. It was incredibly deep. I mean, it was like Austin, The Rock, at the top, and then everybody right below him was top tier. Mankind, Triple H, Kane, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. I mean, he just keeps going and going. And especially <clears throat> when WCW people start up
1: on the ship. Then you're like, okay. We got a Monopoly here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Jericho and Guerrero and all of them started coming by. Yeah. Ray made the jump.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, Eric, that's a good segue into my next uh, spot on Raw. Uh, D-Mac and Orton at the start of the show. Orton was out cutting a promo saying, since I broke D-Mac's jaw, he needs to hand me the title. And all of a sudden, I heard an ambulance siren. I, w- I was making a sandwich at the time. Or maybe <laughs> a sandwich, but I was making something. I was in the kitchen. And I just heard that siren. And I didn't even look at the TV. I'm just like, Big
2: Papa Pump! Yeah. Here's your hookup! <laughs> That's sadly enough, they hit me with an ambulance siren without Scott Steiner. No Scott Steiner.
1: I am. It's like Pavlov's theory, dude. Every time I hear the ambulance siren in the context of wrestling, I expect to see Scott Steiner.
2: You want to see that chainmail?
1: I want to see that chainmail, and I want to see that Freakzilla.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's the, the little that freakish bicep, the little freakish muscle, and those little beady eyes, and those sunglasses. Oh,
1: God. Don't don't even show me the beady eyes. Keep your glasses on until it's time to rip them off.
2: They were so beady. They were incredibly beady. He had... Dude, he was sick. Like, you watch his old shit when he was doing the Frankensteiner as his finisher? Pretty cool. He was fucking sick. The Steiner brothers were really cool. That's
1: something I would go back and watch WCW. If any of you marks out there have a great Steiner match... Send yeah. it into the Boom DDT podcast because yeah. I want to watch a great Steiner match.
2: They were a great, great fucking tag team, dude. The Steiner brothers. I don't know what happened to Rick, the dog faced gremlin.
1: He never made it to WWE. I don't think.
2: No, he must have just got out of the biz.
1: Yeah, but yeah, uh, D Mac and Orton. What do you think about this whole charade?
2: I don't know. I'm not. I'm not like like the story in general. You mean?
1: Well, I guess this week's episode, and to a larger extent, the story in general, their storyline.
2: Well, this week, uh, D Mac, like you said, returns in the ambulance and gets him on a. That's where he gets him on his first claymore, right? Yep. Hits hits Orton with the claymore, and then um, <laughs> what's what's the dude's name that we've been talking about? I keep forgetting his name. The security guy. Adam Pierce. Yeah.
1: He used to have some sort of. Uh, quasi commissioner role right now.
2: I know. I why I kept thinking, I'm like, is this guy our new commissioner? Which I wouldn't hate. I mean he's kinda interesting, I guess. He's like a little bald headed weirdo. He's like a bald
1: headed weirdo. I'm
2: like <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess he could be the commissioner, whatever. But anyway, yeah, he has like this little commissioner role. Like he's telling people what to do, like, beyond security. Like the the segment that made me think that was like I think it was women, but I don't remember what it was, but they were like why are we having this match? And he, like, he, like, explained why the match was happening. Which I was sure. like, he's a security guy. Like, what is this guy, like, the commish?
1: Uh, yeah, it just seems like the, he's, he's had more and more appearances and more and more authority every week. Like, and it's, none of it is explained at all. It's just implied, okay, yeah, this guy knows the script. Yeah. But, yeah, that's one of the few faces, uh, in the back of house that they want to show us. So, yeah, I guess he's your, uh, implied commissioner. The IC.
2: Yeah. Which, like I said, I'm not really mad about it. Like, he's a new face. Whatever. Give him a shot.
1: Is he a new face?
2: I mean, like, he's not new, but, like, as much as we're seeing him.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, shit, let's be honest. It's, it's... Refreshing to have someone that's not related to the McMahon family in the hot seat. That's an
2: excellent point.
1: And not not trotting out Foley for a desperate ploy for yeah. Uh, uh, clicks.
2: Yeah, yeah. Seriously,
1: uh, Foley. I love seeing you back, but whoa, <laughs> Vince does you dirty every time in the last five years, and I feel terrible for you, man.
2: Yeah, he really does. Um, so yeah, he this guy basically tells uh, McIntyre to get to go home because we're dealing with retribution and blah blah blah, and we don't need any you know surprises. You know, just better take the night off and,
1: and yeah, D Max not medically cleared.
2: Oh, Okay, and then uh, so D Max like dancing around that he's not really leaving. He keeps popping up and hitting him with hitting the Randy Orton with claymores. Yeah. And he, he ends up getting three off. Uh, And then, so overall So he gets three Claymore kicks off that night And then leaves, I guess that, Overall, I don't know I'm not as excited as I think I should be about it But, it's okay I don't hate it as much A lot of people are really hating on it And I'm not in that camp either
1: People are hating on it?
2: Yeah, they just like you no know, story there, There's no story It's like, I don't
1: know. What what story would they, like... I I have been getting more into this, and I think this week's episode helped.
2: No, I thought... No, yeah, I agree. I think it was a good episode for the story. I think it's headed in the right direction.
1: Oh, (sighs) my God. Oh, God, no. I'm sorry, I just... Quick... Quick aside... Slash non-sponsorship. I just saw Papa John's grilled chicken grilled buffalo chicken papadilla Mm. and it reminded me of the buffalo shit that I used to have to deal with when I worked at Papa John's and don't let the football commercials fool you that is heartburn in a box
2: so wait this (laughs) is a buffalo chicken pizza or what the fuck did you call it a papadum
1: yeah at first it looked like a pizza and then the commercial just folded it up into what they call a papadilla which is a racist version of a (laughs) quesadilla pizza (laughs)
2: You said a papadilla? Yeah. So what the fuck is that? So it's like a quesadilla or like a, like a calzone? Yeah, yeah. K- a pizone, whatever. It's yeah. a calzone type of thing. Yeah, a papadilla. I'm making a papadilla. Yeah. Hey, Mom, I'm making a fucking papadilla out here, huh?
1: So yeah, anyone <laughs> watching football right now or this week, don't let those uh, pizza commercials fool you, man. You are gonna overpay and you will have heartburn the next day.
2: Yeah, but, I can't... Uh,
1: Back to D Mac Orton. Um, my thing that I really liked about this week is we saw Orton shaking in his boots for one of the first times ever. And yeah. It's just, yo, know, Orton yeah. is killing it on all cylinders right now. Like, he is. I thought about this last night after I watched this episode. I have been hating on Orton since 2002. And Randy Orton, it's time to come on home, buddy. Yeah. I'm, welcome you, I'm welcome you, welcoming you in. Wow, let's give him a round of applause. The boycott has been lifted. Yeah.
2: Well, come on home. Welcome home, bud. Uh, the Boom DT uh, officially endorses Randy Orton. Uh he talks to snakes, and he's a great man. Give him a round of applause. No, he, the
1: one thing I wanted him to do for 20 years, and he mentioned Peoria, Illinois, once on Raw, <laughs> that's good enough for that, me. That got him... time with your work. Ooh.
2: Yeah, that really got him over for you. Yeah. Uh, he... One thing I noticed from Raw was Drew Mack... Like, and by the way, Randy Orton has been a champion of the, uh, if we were to make a pandemic Hall of Fame, or, or a pandemic Mount Rushmore. A uh, Mount Rushmore
1: the pan, of, of wrestlers who have thrived since the pandemic? Yeah, it'd probably be him.
2: Yeah. He'd probably be up there. But anyway, Drew McIntyre looked insane on Raw. Like, he looked so jacked. You really did I mean I I don't don't know if there was a little extra something Or if he just worked out right before every shot And got a nice pump in I think he just got his pump on
1: And was wearing that Like we're used to seeing him shirtless And he was wearing extra tight tees
2: Yeah Black ones too
1: Yeah oh yeah Show off his guns
2: God damn dude He looked ridiculous And then I was watching like some old footage of him like On the indie circuit Like between his WWE runs you know yeah, and uh, I mean, he looks so different. It's hilarious. He looked like fucking, he looked like Michael Doleacakakak, just a, just a, just a lengthy, wiry guy, and now he just looks like a, a fucking menace, a, a beast, just an absolute same. unit.
1: You see him before this big run that he had, like, yo, know, he's, he's been he's been pumping.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he really has
1: banging at the gym. He really has. Doesn't matter if there's fifty other people there or lately no one else there. He's clanging and banging enough to keep that gym open.
2: Yeah. Uh, so Jeff, we're are, we're about fifty minutes here. Oh, um, Christ, we ran a little long. Uh, from SmackDown, what is going on with Sasha and Bailey? That's what we need to know. The
1: need to know. Yeah. So, uh, Bailey, we didn't see Sasha at all, and Bailey came out and addressed the crowd after, uh, a recap, uh, vignette, and she addressed the crowd by sitting down, I wish she would have sat Jesse Kasopoulos-style the backwards seat, but she just sat down and stared oh, straight for the camera. She should have.
2: That would have been epic.
1: She really should have. Bailey, next week I expect to see that chair backwards. So. Yeah. But, uh... <coughs> she's just saying that um, she's accusing uh, Banks of using her as well and she just got to the betrayal first essentially like she thinks that uh, Banks was also about to turn on her so she turned on Banks first does that make sense yeah she could feel the relationship deteriorating she also said once uh, her knee got injured Last week, thanks to that uh, knees to the turnbuckle spot, the one I was uh, ranting and raving about. Yep. She said uh, since then uh, you're useless to me, injured. <laughs> so, got trimmed the fat.
2: Hell yeah! So, so they're gonna do. So Sasha's gonna be gone for a while. Really? No, I don't know. I'm that's what I'm saying. You think that's what they're doing? Putting the, giving us a little time here. I I don't think that's a horrible idea.
1: <laughs> well, I, I guess it is looking that way. Um, as Bailey exited, we never saw Sasha, and like, yeah, it kind of just looked like it got put on a simmering stove for a bit. Bailey's exiting, and uh, they do the classic thing where they have someone enter while someone else exits. Nikki Cross is coming in uh, for her fatal four-way number one contenders match. And uh, Bailey just stares down Nikki and then attacks her as they go to commercial, like just lashes out at someone for no reason, you know? Yeah, well, and the- ends up uh, Cross wins that fatal four way match, so she is the number one contender. So we are going to get Nikki Cross versus Bailey, probably at Clash of Champions.
2: So that's the that's the little interim story, okay. Yeah, no, I think it's a good idea. And they the kind of beat down that Bailey put on Sasha was is the kind of one that usually leads to people being gone for a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. With the uh,
1: the chair in the neck, yeah. That's mandatory one yeah. month.
2: So I like that. So yeah, we skip Clash of Champions. That's good. I don't want to see Sasha Bailey already.
1: No, hell no. So no we, Survivor series.
2: So yeah, maybe we get that at Survivor Series.
1: Or ev- I mean, you think they're gonna have evolution this year? No.
2: I don't know. They didn't last year for some reason. But I was a big fan of the first one, actually.
1: Oh, the first one was phenomenal.
2: They had a great uh, Charlotte Becky. There was a third person. Who do you think it was? Can't remember. It was a TLC, I think. Alexa. It could have been Oscar.
1: Oh, I think you might be right.
2: I'll find you it. Thinking I right. I'll find here to say, okay, so what else what else on SmackDown?
1: <clears throat> um The Roman J. storyline. Gotta get to that.
2: Exactly, yes, that's another need to know.
1: <clears throat> so, uh Heyman and Ro- Roman are cutting the classic start of the show promo. And uh They invite out Jay Uso, or they introduce Jay Uso. And Jay comes out, he's like still pumped uh and Heyman uh reveals that Roman is the one who pulled some strings last week to get Jey Uso in that fatal four-way as Big E's replacement okay so in a way Roman is somewhat responsible for Jey Uso having a title match
2: Yep. that's just another maybe that just furthers the whole like Oh, he's gonna set his cousin up and then beat the shit out of him, you know, make him more of a bad guy.
1: Well, Jay's still like, hey, this is blood. We're we're family, you know. Yeah. Even though he, he senses Roman Shaitus, he senses it, but he's looking past it. Um. During this whole promo, when Jay's out there, uh, they they bring out Corbin and Sheamus come out and interrupt. They're whining like this is nepotism. Blah, blah, blah. You can't just have your family in this match and then he wins and all this. Like, no. And Jay's sticking up for Roman. He's like, hey, you don't talk to my family that way. And uh, This sets up for the main event, which is a tag match. Roman and Jay Uso versus Corbin and Shamus. Well, I guess who's a little tardy in the program?
2: <laughs> Roman?
1: The Big Dog, who is now referred to as the Tribal Chief. What a heel name! I love it.
2: The tribal chief? Yeah, that's like, what
1: Heyman calls them.
2: Okay, but they're not like he's still Roman Reigns. Yes. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's, that's, that's yeah.
2: That's Haman's name. I got gotcha. you.
1: It, like it's just a gotcha. uh, beast.
2: Yeah, I got gotcha. you. That's awesome. The tribal chief.
1: Now the rest of Heyman's promo, are like the Reigns' defending, that's a little clunky, a little heavy-handed. Let's, yeah. Yeah. The ra- yeah, yeah Heyman, the Reigns' will. Yeah. Um, so Jay Uso is just getting his ass kicked in a two-on-one handicap match, uh, which isn't supposed to be a handicap match; it's supposed to be a tag. But no Roman in sight. Uh, Jay starts to rally at the end there, and it looks like he's about to win it by himself when Roman comes in. He's watching on the Titantron. He slaunters up to the ring. And when Jay's going up for a, a flying crossbody or whatever, Roman just gives him a blind, a, a light tap on the ass for a blind tag. Jay didn't feel it. Jay's going for the pin. And the ref's like, no, no, you're not the legal man. Yeah. And he just looks back confused. Roman just spears, gets the pin, and walks out. Spears. one and leave.
2: Spears, uh, Jay Uso. Uh, uh,
1: no, no, no. Spears, uh,. Either Corbin or Sheamus. Okay,
2: I didn't know if he. Ter- I didn't know if he already. Okay, that, that's. I like no, there's,
1: that. There's no betrayal. It's just. An okay. An asshole move.
2: Yeah, but somewhat of a betrayal because he never showed up for the match. True. I mean, it's but-, but.
1: Jey Uso was the one who was like talking up the match, like he put it on the table. He's the one who's like, "Yeah, I'll defend. I'll, I'll go up to you with my family, with my blood." So Jay Uso is the one pushing the whole idea, and it looks like Roman's just like, yeah, whatever. I'll show up, I'll wreck everything, and I'll leave. Yeah, that type of mentality.
2: Yeah. Okay, I like that. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Is that the main event? That was the main event. And do we have a? Uh, I'm just trying to find stuff I might actually go back and skim through. Do they have a Roman Heyman promo earlier?
1: Yeah, yeah. The start of the show. That's that's what led to this.
2: Okay. Alright. Um... We're running real low on time, is there anything else from SmackDown that's a need to know?
1: None needs to know, but Firefly Funhouse has a new character. Uh, Fitz, the puppet Fitz came in and said, We can't have this like this, you need a special advisor. And it's a guy named Wobbly Wallace. Wa-was-yeah. Wobbly Walrus. Okay. It took me a second to realize what they're doing, but it's a it's a it's a Paul Heyman joke, I believe.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So I d- guess
1: uh, the, what what Bray was trying to imply with the Vince puppet was him as the uh, title holder didn't have enough like mouthpiece, mm-hmm. mouthpiece type of storyline going on, so. They put it on Roman and gave him a uh, talking piece, in Paul Heyman, okay. or Wobbly Walrus, because okay. now Wobbly Wal— I can't say his name. It's a tongue twister. It's a Wobbly hard one. Walrus. Wobbly
2: Walrus. That is a hard one.
1: Anyway, he's the, he's a special advisor to the Funhouse now.
2: Okay,
1: <laughs> or we might see him in coming weeks. It's a Walrus with a suit jacket on. It's funny.
2: So have so what's going on with Barry Wyatt? Like he's. On his own now, like he's not involved in the Roman story, it doesn't look like
1: Not for right now, no.
2: And it doesn't look what's Braun doing? Uh MIA. Okay. So right now he's on his own, doing his own thing. Yep. That's good. (laughs) Uh
1: really quick before we get out of here, I need to go back to Raw. The street fight, Eric.
2: Oh uh Dominic Mysterious. Dominic Yeah.
1: Murphy. This was scheduled to be a normal match, and then they upped the ante at Murphy's request to a street fight and really backfired on Murphy. He became a sacrificial lamb. Yeah. As the entire Mysterio family yeah. came out at Dominic's side, everyone was uh, armed with kendo sticks. Yep. And by the end of the night, it was like they were all at the driving range.
2: Yeah. Just beating the piss out of him.
1: Yep, Murphy's wrapped up in the ropes can't get out, and he's just getting whipped in the stomach until he finally submits.
2: Yeah. You could tell, uh, like, the people that aren't wrestlers were, like, holding back a little bit. It's like, no. Hit him as hard as you can.
1: Oh, you talking about, uh, Angie and Ilea, the the wife and daughter of famous
2: <laughs> Yeah, like, they weren't going 100, and I really wanted them to. I'm like, no, just beat the shit out of him. Fuck it. He'll be fine. But
1: they didn't really know how to hold the kendo stick. Like, you saw... Uh, Aaliyah, the daughter, in the background At multiple times she was just holding it like a golf club Like, keeping it like two feet out in front of her Yeah and Like, why are you holding it like that? Are you
2: about to tee off? Yeah That would be multiple crazy if she, baseball, That would be sick though if She took it, like, his He's like, thriving in pain Like, on his stomach Like, head down, you know And he like, rears back Like, oh, I'm in so much pain And she just golf swings across his nose That would be wild that would be some shit like, holy shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, but in way, this was a very satisfying way to uh, end the Raw. We finally got the good guys uh, beating down on the, uh, the bad guy for once. Even though he kind of felt bad for Murphy.
2: Yeah, I, I almost wish he would go back with Rollins. I'm, maybe he will, I don't know. I wonder what they will do with that.
1: I, th- I think he will. I mean, he's not taking this pain for nothing.
2: Yeah. I like long
1: week off we didn't see that, he snuck away. Really? Yeah, I didn't see him at all this week. All I saw was Murphy. A little vacation. Yeah. A little mini vacay.
2: Maybe they had to run he home
1: wife and, uh unborn baby boy
2: doing. Right. And maybe you had to go home for a sonogram or something. Yeah. One to get the first look at the boy. Yeah. But uh and also back to Raw Jeff, the uh the Street Street Profits match was, was pretty boring, but um, once again Montez Ford with just the most incredible height on a frog splash that's ever been seen. Bro. It's impossible. Like no nobody's ever done nobody's ever jumped that high off the top rope in my estimation.
1: It, it's 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 on, it's an early candidate for the Mountain Rush War of Frog Splash, which is a very exclusive Mountain Rush War, I know.
2: Yeah, I know. There's there's been so many good ones, but and not saying that his is the ultimate best, but nobody's no, been able to get that him. height.
1: Yeah, he just has the most height I've seen.
2: I mean, and and by a lot. I mean, it's it's visually noticeable. It's like, what the fuck? That looks incredible.
1: Yeah, it's like when you first see Kyrie Saint's elbow. You're like, wow, that looks a lot different than most elbow drops.
2: Yeah. It, yeah, that's a shame. Rest in peace, Kyrie from the WWE.
1: Oh, I was going to say, don't kill her off.
2: No, yeah, no, she's not, but damn, I missed that elbow. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Last, lastly, Eric, Retribution finally got a uh, talking point slash mission statement.
2: Yeah. Yeah, remind me what exactly they said. They said, we've been the discarded. Like, are these the guys that they furloughed? Is that what we're doing?
1: That's what I was wondering. Is that the storyline? Like everyone who they fired when the pandemic started. Maybe is that retribution. I think they, so. They were talking about being discarded and uh, being in contempt or whatever.
2: Yeah, which it, which okay, like maybe, like that's a decent story, I guess. I don't know. I still don't agree with all the the references to the rioting and stuff. It was really no. stupid. Really... No, yeah,
1: they're, they're saying like we're gonna take down WWE, and like they're they're going against the universe. They say they'll attack fans. Like, yeah. Dude. Let's move past the rioting part. Let's bury that. Pretend it didn't happen, Vince. I know you're great at pretending shit didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it's real good. Let's, let's let's wipe that whiteboard clean. Yeah. No pun intended.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon said the N word on national television one time, and like I don't know if you can go back and watch that or not, or did they scrub that from the network? Oh,
1: you can. I don't know. I don't know if it's scrubbed from the network, <laughs> but you can definitely find it on the internet. Oh, for sure. But when he says my N word,
2: yeah, to John Cena or no, maybe to Booker T.
1: I think it's the Booker.
2: It might be the Booker. But it's like, it's in the vein of John Cena. Like, maybe he's supposed to be acting like John Cena. It's when John Cena was the Thugonomics character. Yeah. It's something to do with John Cena, but it may have been directed at Booker T. I don't know.
1: And Booker would have just been like, tell me he didn't just say that. Yeah,
2: something like that.
1: (laughs) You know, a way to tie it in. Yeah, if the, if the black guys cool with it, then I guess we're cool with it. That
2: type of vibe, you know. <laughs> yeah. bitch <laughs> going just
1: offended millions of black. Oh,
2: bitch! What, what what a son of a bitch! Um, the,
1: the shot, the shock humor was there when I first saw it. I'm like, what the fuck did you just say? Oh yeah,
2: oh for sure. All right, well, is that is that wrestling, Jeff?
1: That looks to be wrestling this week. Keith Lee, keep striving, buddy. You're making great strides. Did they
2: change his music yet, or is it the same thing? No.
1: Nope. It's got Baskin's Glory uh, mixed in with the Wrestling Rock.
2: They gotta figure that out. Figure it out, Vince. You got plenty of money. Get yeah. your, get the rights all figured out and play the fucking music.
1: The song can't be that expensive.
2: I just don't even understand it. How could, how could they have the rights for NXT but not for WWE? I
1: don't know. Eric, oh, is there an NXT pay per view on Tuesday? It's called, like, NXT Super Tuesday.
2: Oh, I didn't, so even, I, I didn't even know about it. NXT
1: Super Tuesday 2. Nice. I don't know if that's a pay-per-view, if that's on cable, but that's going to be this Tuesday. So I'm going to check that out.
2: Check it out.
1: Oh, we got a uh, Season 3 premiere next week.
2: Is it next week? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Season 3, baby. Uh, that's a good one. And we might, maybe we can get, J- maybe we can get, uh, the Cooking with Short Shorts on. He wants to do a segment on, uh, the Mexican pizza that's being removed from the Taco Bell menu.
1: <laughs> Rightfully so. That, that item is delicious. It really Not is.
2: made but delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, talk to, talk to <laughs> Jason, see if we can get a Cooking with Short Shorts segment
1: can do, and I'll try and get our Bears expert here. He's been MIA lately, so. Okay, yeah, we yeah we haven't talked to him much. We'll we'll
2: we'll have to discuss field goals with him. Uh, <laughs>
1: field, Lions, Bears, field goals, oh my! Yeah,
2: in this nine to twelve Bears loss, that's sure enough to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, you got anything else? I'll do. All right, night, night. Night, night. But now I don't it's understand. <laughs> No, 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 no. no, Good. Okay. Who are you
0: texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep.